Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in to Faith the Facts. I enjoy coming into your home or wherever you're viewing this telecast. It's only a little five-minute segment, but I enjoyed speaking to you about it because it, we don't fear the facts, and we don't even face the facts. We faith the facts because faith will change any fact to whatever you want. I want to talk about something that a lot of people can't seem to understand for some reason or another. You know, I'm a man that's blessed in the city, blessed in the field, blessed going in and blessed going out. You've heard me say it many, many times, the anointing of increase is on me. It's not my fault. It's not, don't get mad at me. It's not my fault. It's Deuteronomy 8.18. Thou shalt remember the Lord thy God. I do that every day. For it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth. Now, if wealth is so bad, why would God give you power to get it? Just makes total sense. See, just receive what God says. But you see, people say, well, how do you do that? I don't make a living. I make a giving. And that's a vast difference between making a living and making a giving. Making a living just seems like you can't do enough to make that living. But making a giving, if you live by your giving instead of your living and believe for the 30, 60, and the 100 fold and the 1,000 time return, I want to tell you something. It'll be a great day in your neighborhood. Let me give you a a wonderful scripture. Everybody knows it. Luke chapter 6, verse 38. The Bible says give. That's the only word in the verse that, that belongs to you. And then everything else goes to God. Give and it shall be given unto you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Shall men give unto your bosom? For with the same measure you meet with all, it shall be measured to you again. See, so don't make a living, make a giving. Give and it shall be given to you. Uh, well, how much? Good measure. What's good measure? See, your good measure may be different from my good measure. Pressed down, shaking together, running over. Now, why is that? More than enough than you need, desire, or want so you can be a blessing to others. Think about that. See, when you understand that God's word will work, not some of the time, all the time. You've heard me say it many times. I've been preaching 47 years. That's a lot. That's a long time. Never had a financial deficit. Not because I got more faith than you. No, no. Uh-uh. A lot of people think that. No, no. It's that I've learned to give and expect to receive. Now, I don't walk around to people and say, are you the person that's supposed to bless me? That's a religious con artist doing that kind of stuff. No, I'm talking about making a giving. Look what he said in 2 Corinthians 9, verses 6 and 7. But this I say, he was so sparingly, shall reap also sparingly. And he was so bountifully, shall reap also bountifully. You know, there's no, there is no faith in that verse. That's just action and reaction. You sow sparingly, you reap sparingly. You sow bountifully, you reap bountifully. The next verse is every man or every person according as he purposed in his heart. So let him give, not grudgingly, nor of necessity. Notice that, for not, not, not because there's a need. You're not giving to the need. You're giving to the purpose of what the need will do once it's met. For God loveth a cheerful giver. An hilarious giver, one of the translations say. See, that's making a giving instead of making a living. And it's so wonderful. And I'm going to say this, and I don't mean to sound arrogant. It is so wonderful to get up every morning and not have to worry about any financial thing at all. That's me and Kathy. We've been debt-free since 1982. If she wants something, she can go get it. If I want something, I can go get it. I'm not bragging. I'm just telling you, this is called making a giving. But when we have an opportunity to give, we just jump on it. Now, we don't just give. We're not sower, throwers of seed. We are sowers of seed. See, because some people saw it's not very good ground to put in. Let's just face it, you can't put corn, grow corn in the Antarctica. Well, the, the climate's not right, the soil's not right. But if you put corn in the right soil, you'll get a stalk and put enough corn on a cob there to feed a bunch of people. 
That's what I'm talking about. Let me read that verse again. Given it shall be given unto you. That's Luke 6, 38. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men give in your bosom. In other words, the economy around you will give unto you. For with the same measure you meet with all, it shall be measured to you. So you pick the measure. See, that's all you do. So I, you put that seed in the ground and say, I'm believing for the hundredfold return. Some people say, I don't believe that. That's why you don't have it. It's in red. It's in Mark chapter 4, Mark chapter 10. It's Jesus talking. Well, we're going to believe what Jesus said. And when you understand that, if you sow sparingly, you reap sparingly. Now, you see, you misunderstand sparingly and, and, and you think that's little. No, it's, it's, it's beyond little. It's little thinking. It's what it is. See, but when you understand this, that my God shall supply. How many need? All. Not some, maybe a little bit, barely get by. All my need according to his riches and glory. Not according to the economy of the United States or any other country you may live. According to his riches and glory. Am I preaching to you this morning? You faith that fact, son. And then you'll start making a given instead of a living. And then your living will be much better than you've ever seen in your life. I can prove it because it's happened in my life. Faith that fact. See you next week. Bye-bye.